0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Disney of Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Yo, it is good to see y'all, but what y'all cannot see, which is very sad, is I'm down here busy being preoccupied. Oh, there she is, scratching Rose's head. So, I might have to abandon the show.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie. I'm joined once again by the prolific Cover himself and apparently guest star, Rose.
1: Meow! It is good to be here. I'm always excited for my Thursday night of the show to talk about all things video games for the last week or two. And uh, hopefully with news brought to us by our beautiful audience.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you uh, will forgive me. I got really, really sick uh, last week and was out of commission Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a little bit of Sunday. So there was no Thursday night hangout last week. Uh, but we'll try to make up for it this week. Uh, How are you
1: feeling now, good sir?
0: Much better.
1: Excellent.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. It is a weekly live show. Uh where we try our best to cover all the topics that you, the audience, uh, provide to us because we know that's the stuff you want to talk about. Uh, if you haven't submitted a topic, a question, uh, discussion point, have no fear. You can drop it in the chat at any time and we'll try to add it to this week's show. If we do run out of time, uh, we will add it to the beginning of the next week's show.
1: Are people like really afraid of not being able to get their topics in or is that more of like, an annoyance or concern? Are they really actually... Fearful of this.
0: I I think, I think it's just, there's probably some like unknown factor of, well, crap, I really wanted to ask this question, but I forgot to actually like post it. So I don't know if I'm going to remember it next week. Okay. I think that's the fear. All right. All right. So without further ado, let's get into the first topic slash question.
1: What um, is the topic slash question slash pondering of the universe?
0: Okay, so as all of you out there know, there's these individuals in the gaming world, gaming community, that go by the moniker of cheaters. Wait, uh, there's individuals. Oh, there's more than individuals. Whoa. T- you know, there's there's always people out there who are trying to game the system, uh, yes. or game the game, uh, and many people. Uh, utilize like external programs, bots, whatever little hacks and uh, loopholes to help them be better uh, than their opponent through illegal means. Yes. Uh, one of the games that has been hit now three sorry, has been hit with three rounds of bans uh, since it was originally released in August 2019 is a game called Call of Duty Warfare. Tony. So like I said it was it was released in August 2019. Uh in April 2020, which would have been what that's uh 8 so 10 months ago. Yeah, 10 months after the release, uh they they banned 70,000 accounts. Uh okay. and then in the month of September, they banned an additional 20,000 accounts. Mm-hmm. And they have uh just banned in the past week an additional 60,000 accounts so that my friends is a grand spanking total of uh, 150,000 user uh, user accounts with bulk bans now I'm sure there's like one-offs here and there but you know as we've talked in previous episodes companies like to show off big numbers when they hit the ban hammer
1: well I mean big games are going to get the big popularity as far as people trying to cheat, especially PVP oriented games. So you can get that one big edge over your opponents that they don't have.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what all the, the software, I understand that the vast majority of this was some, some specific types of software, uh, that helped with, you know, probably, uh, aimbotting. Uh, yeah. Pos- probably aimbotting. I, I, I do remember that there was a, um, a wonderful case of uh, why cheaters ever prosper with, uh, there was a big time streamer uh, who used to stream uh, Counter-Strike uh, and they accidentally tabbed, you know, alt-tabbed the, uh, the, the hack <laughs> onto the stream, which basically allowed the, the, the gamer to see through walls
1: nice but, that was it a is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's embarrassing indeed yeah I mean cheaters suck especially online games because they're ruining the experience for other gamers being okay. creating a unintended advantage that is outside of the social construction of what we've created for the normalcy of a game
0: and it just People suck. See, okay. See, here's the thing, and and I mean, I might be in the minority. If once again, uh, if you're going to cheat, okay, if you're like, oh my god, I suck at this game, I have to cheat to make myself feel better about myself. Then do it in single player. If if you're going to cheat, well, yeah, do it in different. single player. Yeah, right. I
1: mean, if it's a single player, then I really don't care in that pl- case. There's some uh, people out
0: there like, but you should cheat like ever.
1: That's different. If it's not, it's, it comes down to basically ethics in general. If it's not yeah. bothering somebody else, it's really only affecting yourself. Then kind of whatever, like, yeah, do your thing. Yeah. Of course it becomes tricky. Like say a game like Diablo, right? Yep. That is, you can play the entire game single player, but you can also then jump in a multiplayer. So there could be a little bit of potential gray area there. I imagine your circumstance, you'd be like, well, if you're going to cheat, only if you're doing single player. But that player could also very easily then obviously jump into a multiplayer. Right. Um, I mean, that was always, you know, especially old school Diablo with the um, dupe cheats was a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember doing that probably around, what was that, like sixth grade up at our friend's house. But like, it was also at the time, it was a novel thing. Oh, yeah! Like you realize you could dupe gold and it was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But it's also kind of not that it's okay, but like in a PVE game like Diablo, it's also a little bit different to me because yeah. you're not real. I mean, okay. You get advantage over another player for PVE. yip de do
0: a uh, uh, player versus I environment, mean, just in case no one knows. Uh, so yeah. People sorry, out player there versus don't...
1: environment. So I know there's ladders and whatever, but still, yeah. okay. It's player versus environment. It's not the, End of the world necessarily, but player versus player PvP, yeah, that's like a whole different ball game. Which I would imagine that's where the majority of cheating goes. Oh, yeah, because there's such a large incentive to cheat in the PvP games because you want to show that you're better than everyone else, even though if you have to show you're better than everyone else by cheating, are you really better than everybody else? I don't know, maybe we should ask the Houston Astros what they think.
0: Ouch! Oh, that stings. No, I, see the thing is, and I'm right there with you, Zelis, Uh, And and I just want to put a uh, you know a little asterisk by when Zealus when Zelis is talking about uh, player versus environment PVE. I'm I'm assuming that you're just doing uh si- like you know single player offline or it's how offline you could get now. Sure. Uh, not not multiplayer with PVE elements.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is I how be. I MMO is I. M M O. Like when
1: you play Defiance. Like Defiance yeah. is a there's no technically single player Defiance but you can play it single player like. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I hear that.
0: Man, I gotta stop moving around. My camera just there we go. My camera yep. keeps going. I was like,
1: ah, is that yep. my glasses? So no, I, it's I've my camera. I a little bit. It's too uh, much already.
0: And I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I I I I was moving around so I could get my Mountain Dew because I'm thirsty.
1: I thought you were just very excited and the camera just could No, oh, that, that too.
0: That um, too.
1: Charlie being the flash.
0: Yeah. Um The thing the, the funny thing is that you see all these huge like bands from the like, you know, these PvP games. But there are so many gamers or so many people who play these games that probably have quit uh because of the, the vast number of cheaters and you know, it's it's one of those things where, yay, they got rid of sixty thousand cheaters. Uh, in the past, I don't know, uh, ten months, ten months again, were they dropping every ten months? Interesting. Um, you know, it's it, the last ten months they, you know, they they, you know, accumulated sixty thousand cheaters and they dropped them. But what about the, you know, this this ten month gap here? Are, are we were we trying to hold for a big? number because i was getting my ass whooped by people who were cheating for you know four or five months and you weren't doing anything you weren't even returning my call
1: well i mean just i mean that's the nature of online games unfortunately and you know you have it's cheating but just as other issues as you also have a big issue is um oh my gosh i just had a brain fart of what it's called when you're like a really good player and you create a new account, so you face stuff. Oh, it's, the, uh,
0: um, I just, well, alt, alt account or you're, you're, yeah. uh, nerfing. Uh, mm.
1: I think it starts at the end. Wow. I just had a bad brain fart, but that's a big issue too. In PVP, especially squad based games mm-hmm. where one player can really make the game unfun for the other team if they're that much better. So like, for instance, you're playing overwatch and you're like, let's just say you're silver league, which. You're okay. Um, and you get like a grandmaster player who comes in as PVP and they're going to absolutely annihilate those other six players. Yeah. If, uh, and it's you could know pretty quickly if they have a smurf. That's what it is.
0: Oh, yeah. Smurf. Uh,
1: yeah. You're going to pretty quickly know like if they're really good, like smurf and they're just going to annihilate you. Then it's like, well, this isn't any fun. Mm-hmm. So, yes, cheaters suck. Um, but there's also, unfortunately, other elements which also can take away the unfunness of a online game. Like, I don't mind losing in a game if other teams are just better than you. Like, right, and you're really gonna win 50% of your game statistically overall. That's just what life.
0: no, I'm gonna win 95% of my games. Come on, Zelius, pick it up.
1: No, well, I-, I know you're better than the rest of us with your Mountain Dew powers. Yes, um. But to get a player who's just going to make it so you can't win because they're just so much better, that's when it's like,
0: I right. Mike. Well, so uh, um, I think the vast majority of the world who who are tuned in to the altic Fusion Thursday hangout either live or watching this on YouTube or listening to this on one of the your podcast streaming of choice. Um, you know, cheating is not the only problem um, that that game, you know, online gamers run into, you've got, uh, rage quitters. Uh, you have the, um, uh, you have the AFK people. I love Mm -hmm. AFK where they're there one second and then poof. Yep. I mean, they're still there in the game, but they're, bye bye. Or you have those people who troll, which, you know, that, that, that's an art form, but
1: at least trolls you can normally ignore. True. Not always. The worst to me, I, that end, of course, is not just trolls, but legitimate toxicity, um, which, yes. at least in my experience, has usually presented itself in the form of masses, massive misogyny. Where, I mean, unfortunately, I read stories all the time of where female gamers want to even speak on comms uh, because as soon as they do, very unsavory comments are made yep. just because of the fact they're a female, yep. um, which is stupid and unfortunate and wish it was not a thing, but it is a thing. Yes. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, it sucks. And it's, you know, anybody who does not think it's an issue, and especially PvP or squad based games, has a massive head up the ass of themselves and does not recognize reality
0: great um, now I, I really did not want to make this segue but since we're bringing <laughs> up misogyny and, and you know like sexist remarks uh, the next bit of news uh, in the world of video games uh, well sorry video game development uh, it has become unfortunately more and more commonplace for these stories about sexual harassment to come out mm. uh, the one of the, uh, the big names that just recently is getting sued for sexual harassment is the riot game CEO, Niccolo Laurent. Mm. Uh, and he's being, um, he's being sued by his executive assistant, um, who she's claiming, um, that, uh, there was numerous times that he wanted her to come to his house while his wife was away. um, and that <laughs> uh th- uh and that she had to that she left the company in 2020 based on multiple well-documented complaints from a variety of people wow uh now here's a fun little tidbit uh, about the CEO he apparently was quoted uh, telling female employees to handle covid stress by having children
1: Yep, I would say that's no point. bueno. Yeah. No, yep, yep, no, that's that's not good.
0: Now, of course, as, as PR firms go, uh, the the PR branch of Ride Games has come out and said that the CEO has pledged his full cooperation and support during this process and that they are committed to ensuring that all claims are thoroughly explored and appropriately resolved. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. That is a crock of shit. They're well, of course,
1: that's what they're gonna say. You I know that. I mean, that's that's all no, nice.
0: He's, he's, you know, it, it, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Look, if it wasn't a big name guy, uh, and it wasn't, you know, brought to the attention of everybody, they just sweep it under the rug. Uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the terrible truth of it all. And you know, hopefully, they. They find out how bad this guy is, if he is indeed bad. I'm not. I'm not trying to say right now. Oh, he's bad. He's guilty. He's guilty. But you know, I, I know this well, is a crazy concept, but uh, get the evidence and then have people actually look at it, uh, which is going to be really hard. Uh, you know, with with uh, with their brains and not their hearts. And if he's bad, he's bad. It's not open to a discussion.
1: Well, the cynic in me also says it's more than that. It's also, if he's guilty, it's not just, companies are not moral. They also look at the bottom line. So you make a decision. Do you decide, is this person, whatever the financial payout is for the discrimination, Is it less than what he's going to bring into the company at his position? Because let's be honest, Riot Games has been a very successful video game publisher and producer of video games. So does Riot Games decide that he's worth the trouble regardless of any sexual situation? Because by and large, companies do not make moral decisions. Um, They make them for the bottom line, pure and simple now, they may decide that the bottom line looks better by making what they perceive as the moral decision, but they could also decide that, financially speaking, it's worth it to just take the hit and, uh, as you put it, sweep it under the rug.
0: Now, uh, we just had a comment dropped in our uh, chat window here. Uh, uh, our viewer, Eve, from uh, Facebook, uh, had basically voiced what I said. And was, Unfortunately, you're right. Women's claims often go unaddressed. And Zelius, unfortunately, you're right with the fact that, you know, it it, it becomes a numbers game. Now here's the interesting twist, okay? So for those out there who may not know, Riot Games has a parent company (laughs) uh, called Tencent. Uh, Basically owns everything in like Asia. Um, So the question, I'd be very interested to see how involved Tencent comes uh, in this process. Or if they're going to allow a uh, riot to keep it all in house.
1: Um, yeah, I couldn't begin to speculate. I have no freaking clue on that.
0: Our, uh, our, our chatter, uh, Eve, uh, said, which is, which is why women are hesitant to come forward. So terrible. Fully agree. Absolutely. 100% agree. Now let's talk about, uh, let's, let's change it away from this topic. Just a wee bit. Uh, let's talk about another, uh, Powerful man, uh, and Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk, I think I
1: say me and my muscles.
0: No, not not Zelius, not this time. Uh, Elon Musk, of course, uh, has like a ton of different uh projects. Uh, one being SpaceX, um, which of course is the you know, uh, space travel uh, commercial style. Part of SpaceX, though, is something called Starlink, which is oh, yes. which is going to be satellites that are going to be orbiting the Earth. And he is actually uh, there, or his company is setting up uh, the Starlink satellite internet. Um, you can do uh, pre-orders for ninety-nine dollars. Um, the target coverage area is going to be in mid to late twenty twenty-one, which. The coverage area is going to be somewhere in U.S., somewhere in Canada, and somewhere in the U.K. Uh, the company does emphasize that the pre-orders are fully refundable. But the fine print says, placing a deposit does not guarantee service. Um, orders may take six months or more to f- fulfill. And it's going to cost, so you got $99, so it's going to cost $99 a month. But you also have to get the starter kit because you're going to need a dish to connect to uh, the, the dish up in space. And that is going to cost you 500 bucks.
1: Which also, by the way, does come with a Wi-Fi router also. So yes. that is important. Um, I've actually looked into it, to be honest. My problem with where I live, I live in a condo, so I don't necessarily have a good place to put it because yes. bylaws and all that stuff. But like, the, I mean, one of the big benefits could be people who live in rural areas, because um, internet out in rural areas still sucks, and satellite, traditional satellite internet is usually terrible and stupidly expensive. Agreed. Uh, so for certain, a, a lot of use cases, it could actually potentially be a pretty cool service. Um, the other place it could actually be a really big benefit is redundant circuits at businesses. Um, cause usually you want, you know, for businesses, you want fiber for both low latency and high speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, say your fiber goes down, at least you have a redundant circuit for only $99, which for most businesses affordable, it might not be the best, but at least that way you have a quick and easy failover, um, without having to pay hundreds of dollars to pull in another ISP. So it's actually for the price of $99 per month. Um, which is probably what most people are paying for. If you just have straight up internet. It's somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not outrageous. From what I've read, the latency isn't bad. Um, that probably depending where you are, I'm guessing, could be questionable. Um, where I live, I actually put my address in just to see, and I'm definitely potentially in the coverage area. Nice. Um, I don't probably plan on getting it, but I was just kind of curious. Like, huh, I wonder if I'm there. So it's a pretty cool service. What I'm planning on doing, though. If once the, um, SpaceX IPO drops, I totally want to invest in that.
0: Speaking of which, speaking of investment, Xelius, do you still have money in uh, uh bit currency? or cryptocurrency? Uh,
1: yes. I have bank currency and I also have GameStop stock, although I don't sure oh, if it's Christ. actually worth anything anymore.
0: No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> no, it's <I've>, not <laughs> I, so there was, you know, the, the cryptocurrency craze was what, like two years ago now, I guess. Yeah, so?
1: I know I remember because you're like, dude,
0: cryptocurrency's awesome. I put yeah. I put 250 bucks in there and then watched basically my 250 bucks just go into the ground. Yep. I was in the same and way. I just I just looked up my cryptocurrency and I'm up I'm above eight hundred bucks now.
1: Yes. Nice. No, yes. I'm finally in the positive. Sweet. Like literally, like right after I invested is when it plummeted out. I think you got yep. in a little bit before me. Um, but no, I'm actually I mean but that's the whole idea with investing is you just have to write it out. Uh, GameStop, i mean to be honest, that's not going on, no. but I don't care. Uh, um, GameStop, I know. Uh, um, GameStop, whatever, man. Uh, um, Sam,
0: I, hold on. Sam Grizzle, I just want to point out that uh, $99, <laughs> I could buy five Ultra Confusion t-shirts for that. Uh, I'd say that you could probably buy, uh, I think, let's see here. Uh, five t-shirts would be 19 Dollars and 80 cents per t-shirt. I'm pretty sure I could get you a better deal. I think I could get you like one or two more shirts if you're paying 99 bucks.
1: Um, Charlie, we need a profit margin here. This is also to purchase old Confusion goods for you. Like <laughs> new canes.
0: I'm good now. My, my headphones are all set. So it's not like Sam says, oh, I'm stunned by crypto money. It's still tolerated by countries considering how easy it is to hide ill-gotten cash. It's the actually, new, uh, what do you call it, um, offshore banking.
1: Actually, crypto is—FBI um, knows how to find out where your money is.
0: Depends on your crypto.
1: Crypto's not as uh, encrypted as people—it's encrypted, but it's actually trackable. That's the difference. It depends um,
0: on your crypto. Hmm.
1: Eh, you, you Dude, believe what you want to believe.
0: I have been watching these seminars. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just blowing, you know.
1: Welcome to Charlie's TED Talk.
0: Ha ha! I, I watch videos and they tell me the truth, therefore it's true. I have drank the Kool-Aid. No, I... No, it's,
1: I, now is the big one. What is it? Um, Dogecoin? Yeah. Yeah, that's the big one now is Dogecoin to invest in.
0: Whatever, man. Whatever. Uh, but, you know, it's... I'll, I'll be very interested to see how this uh, Starlink stuff goes. I'm Every single time I think satellite connection, it kind of gets me a little spooked. And then there's also, there was a story a couple months ago where, I think it's NASA, was basically like, we got to stop putting more satellites in the sky. We're going to charge you like an arm and an effing leg if you keep throwing stuff up there because it's just going to be too cluttered. And then Elon Musk
1: is like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, satellites. like
0: I am replacing all of your stuff with my stuff and I'm giving you a discount. We could put my satellites up like uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, no, Sam goes, it, is, it, is it really that no, traceable?
1: No, I'm actually serious. It's If you actually look into bit cryptocurrency, it actually is there's a trail um, for it because you still have to purchase it with money Do somewhere Do you?
0: Well,
1: um, Can't you have so someone no, else buy it for you? Well, okay, yes. Aha! Aha!
0: <laughs> flaw, loophole.
1: But then, t- you know what? One one person knowing it's a secret, two people knowing it is now just out in the open. Oh, I'm sorry. The guy,
0: the, there was a guy who who do, you know who invested four thousand dollars mm. into this cryptocurrency, and then yep. he mysteriously died.
1: Now, what is true, though, is cryptocurrency is almost impossible to hack, meaning yeah. each crypto hash is basically unduplicatable just due to people much smarter than me who came up with the algorithm how to create your crypto coins.
0: There you go. Okay. So, uh, speaking of big-name companies, let's talk about Google, and more specifically, the Google Stadia, the <laughs> uh, the. the the game streaming service through Google. Oh, dear. Uh, so, first off, uh, many people out there have probably either played or have heard of a game called Terraria, which is a – um, it's kind of I, – I, I know I'm going to get a lot of very angry people uh, screaming at me, but I kind of see it as, like, the 2D version of Minecraft. Now, I know there's a lot more that goes into it, but that's the quickest way for those – who don't know what Terraria is, to explain it. Okay.
1: Just giving it a genre to frame yeah. the conversation. Yeah.
0: You can that's you, fair. you basically you you harvest the wood and the dirt and the rocks, and then you can build stuff. Um the big thing that has to do with Terraria and Google Stadia is that uh thank you, Zelius. The very world is at your fingertips as you fight to for survival, fortune, and glory. Delve deep into cavernous expanses, seek. Out, ever greater foes to test your mettle in battle, or construct your own city in the world of Terraria. The choice is yours. Blending elements of classic action games with the freedom of sandbox-style creativity, Terraria is a unique gaming experience where both the journey and the destination are as unique as the players themselves.
1: That actually sounds like a fun game.
0: It... Once you figure out... Like, here's the thing. My problem, I I've played Terraria and actually got a little bit into it, but my issue with Terraria and is the same with Minecraft is that you really need to start with a wiki because it's not mm. it doesn't it to to like start building some of the most basic stuff. You need someone to hold your hand. You're not going to get it from the game. Mm-hmm. But once it's there, <laughs> copyright 2018 ReLogic. All rights reserved. There you go, Sam. Um, But anyways, uh, Terraria was supposed to be going to the Google Stadia. And it actually had, uh, it it already got a rating, I think, in the uh, European uh, Peggy system. But uh, the co-creator of Terraria uh, has officially called off development for uh, that version of the game. Why, you may ask? Well, it apparently uh, uh, seems that, for a three-week stretch, he was completely locked out of all his Google accounts. So that meant that he couldn't actually do any work <laughs> for any Google product. Um,
1: or get email, or do YouTube, or yeah, do so, anything useful,
0: yep. So, um, this is what—okay, is, so on top of—yeah, he doesn't have his email, he doesn't have his YouTube, but since he's, you know— He's making something for the Google Stadia. One would, you know, kind of extrapolate that he probably has a Google Stadia and he's probably playing games on the Google Stadia, which also means that he has no access to said games for the Google Stadia. that's a problem. So apparently, back in January 16th, he uh, brought it to Google's attention. Uh, and Google's just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so uh, in the end, it has cost him access to all the apps that he's purchased on Google Stadia. It's it's now wiped all the data he stored on Google Drive and terminated his Google account, which he's used for more than 15 years.
1: And the best part is
0: is nobody could tell
1: him why. Exactly. It's just like you violated our TOS. And he's like, How?
0: Why? I've tried to log in. My it's, favorite it's, I
1: think from the story was when they're like in order to find out why, do a password recovery, and it's like, huh?
0: but my accounts are gone. How do I <laughs> do a password recovery on something that doesn't exist? No, it's it's yeah. not. It, this is kind of uh, th- this is a much more sucky, su- suckier, suckier, more sucky I don't know. Crappy. It's a cr- it's a very crappy situation, and, and it, it really I, is. D- I I literally I'm surprised that if it was me, I would find out. Whomever's in charge of the Google Stadia, drive to the house, kick them in the nuts. Well, or that's metaphorical the nuts
1: is you don't actually know anyone. Um, I remember when we were trying to get the. So, Google gave all the stuff away to schools for free with COVID. Right, mm-hmm. we had to upgrade to the enterprise edition in order to do it. You cannot talk to a person like there's actually no person that you can actually call. You have to wait for them to call you in order to actually do it. And I'm like, but our service is going to be canceled in a week. What do I do? They're like, somebody will call you click. Oh yeah. Thanks. I appreciate the help.
0: No. So, so I mean, this, this situation kind of uh, reminds me of uh, uh, many, many years ago, uh, someone stole my battle.net account. Uh, And when I finally got it back, I lost access to all my, digitally purchased games, because I couldn't verify that I own the CD keys for said games.
1: That were in there that the person stole.
0: Yeah, I'm like, okay, so I regained the account, all right? I made you aware that the the account was stolen. I then went through all your freaking hoops so I could get my account back. And then all the games that are attached to my account are no longer available to me because I can't verify that I own the games that are attached to this account. Ah, okay, make no sense. Okay. Now, uh, so, wow, Google, good job. Uh, a little bit more news from the Google Stadia world, and that is that Google's own internal studio, the, this is a really original name, Stadia Games and Entertainment, uh, has shut down. The reason, is uh and this is the um this is the direct quote from Google uh creating best in class games from the ground up takes many years and a significant investment so does creating a gaming platform sorry i added that part uh and the cost is going up exponentially given our focus on building on the proven technology of Stadia as well as deepening our business partnerships we've decided that we will not be investing further in bringing exclusive content from our internal development team beyond any near-term planned games. Yeah, thanks Sam. Write down all CD keys and passwords. Self-help tip.
1: Preferably on a sticky note on your monitor at the Ive's cubicles when I walk by. I have all of your banking information.
0: Oh, please. You know how I do it. Sticky note. Yes. On the 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 monitor? No. Under the keyboard? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: life hacks.
0: Just move the keyboard slightly over and boom, there they are. No one will know. No one will know.
1: I put my sticky notes in the litter box.
0: That's disgusting.
1: The last place anyone would look.
0: No one wants to look there.
1: <laughs> See? It's unhackable. Except for g- now, I've told the world.
0: And now, look, look, look I'm going to be totally disgusting and ho- uh, honest. Uh... <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> all zealous's hey, passwords include the word rose, rose. and i'm going to be totally honest with you pretty sure that cat urine would just destroy any piece of paper in your litter box just saying um all right wait, wait, you don't have my passwords sorry Zelios um d- does d- i mean Is Google Stadia really working well? I don't know. Like, I don't know anyone who actually has Google Stadia. It's like, oh, my God, this is, like, my favorite console platform.
1: So, from what I've actually read, so, at least on Reddit forums, Mm -hmm. people who have actually used the Stadia to play games, Stadia is actually a good experience. Like, Mm -hmm. actually, the latency, the FPS, it's actually pretty much what's been advertised from Google. Hmm. Um, So, as far as the production perspective goes... It seems like it's actually good, honestly. It just seems, though, that like Google has become such a behemoth where it's like, can they actually do anything new anymore? Um, I mean, you get stories like the um, Terraria thing, which most game publishers, I mean, hell, even AA, EA, I think, would have figured that out. Yeah. We like to lambast them. Most game companies would have got this figured out yep. um, and yet google couldn't and when you see things like that consistently and you hear stories all the time of all these epic customer missteps of google mm-hmm. you just wonder because stadia working needs to be working for the customer right like how Gmail about, how about the creator works. Yeah. Or I mean, you have to have content. Right. Um, yeah, you're right though. If publishers and developers aren't willing to put their stuff on the Stadia or don't have the ability like to do this, so, then that's not going to help either. because um, ultimately on you know, a platform, be a PC like, you know, or any of the databases like Steam or Origin, your consoles, they live and buy, die by their library. And if you don't have a sufficient library to be able to stream via the Stadia, then it's not going to work.
0: Um, speaking of steam did you hear the amazing news about steam uh,
1: steam
0: sale of winter steam has finally officially been released in China
1: I didn't know it wasn't out in China
0: uh it uh, because of the strict oversight rules in China uh, I don't know I think steam actually has... I think close to 50,000 games on it. In China, there'll be 41 games available. I've read 53. Well, I got 41, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> but anyways, it's, it's you know, what, that's, um... Oh, God, that's like a, a thousandth of <laughs> the full library is what you could get in China. Now, that's... Look, it, it... This Every single country that any type of, um you know, console or platform exist, there are going to be restrictions on what games can and cannot be purchased within the country. Uh, There are certain games that you could buy in the U S that you can't buy in Japan or in uh, places in Europe or in Australia or wherever. But it's just, when you look at like the sheer volume of, you know, we have got almost 50,000 games and then China goes, we got 41. I, the the thing that I want to know is what 41 actually made the cut and what is required to make the cut. I don't know, but it just, I just find it humorous that that a thousandth of the library is the only thing available.
1: Hmm. No, I don't know.
0: Uh, now, hold on one sec. Uh, no. Oh,
1: so it's actually, it looks like it's being done through a partnership with, a, the China publisher, Perfect World.
0: Aha, Perfect World.
1: So, so that's kind of where they're probably getting that connection is. So does that through... mean that only
0: Perfect World games are available on Steam? Ha <laughs> 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 <It laughs> <could be>. yes. <laughs> we say it's Steam, but it's really our platform. Um, maybe, I don't know. Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take a quick uh, co- minute or two, uh, to do a, uh, shout out to the friends of the show. And, uh, then we'll get back to some more topics. So ladies, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's give some love and support to our friends of the show. The indie cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to http://indiecluster.com. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to www.herocryopractic.com. No Burger Games is the game design imprint of award-winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now... Nurburger no Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. No Burger Games endeavors to create games that explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored or haven't been explored very often. These games forego dense gaming mechanics in favor of a lighter rule set that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. After yet another successful Kickstarter, their library has increased in size. Currently, the games that at least Zelis and I have played, are Capers, Die Laughing, and Acquisitions, and of course, the soon to be played, Good Strong Hands. For more information, go to www.nerdburgergames.com. Battle & Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle & Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now, they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered geek trivia in Atlanta and remain the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites and some soon-to-be favorites. They've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line. They've taken a good place and made it a great place. A place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions. A place where you and your friends feel like you're at home. A place where everyone knows your game. For more information about Battle & Brew, go to www.battleandbrew.com. Oh, every single time I see that, I just, I want to go to Bell and Brew so bad. So bad. Ugh. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Um, We have, yeah, Ballin' Brew. Um, we, uh, the last time we did our show, we were talking about the Borderland movie uh, characters uh, oh, yeah. that were... You know, mentioned you had Kevin Hart as Roland, you had Kate Blanchett as Lilith. There have been two names added to that list now, uh, and that is uh, Doctor Tannis. It's going to be played by Jamie Lee Curtis. For those of you who don't know, Doctor Tannis is the scientist and archaeologist who specializes in Iridian artifacts and technology. She was basically in the a huge part of the first Borderlands uh, game, and then, uh, as I said. As I stated before, uh, I really wanted to see who they were going to do for uh, Claptrap. And Jack Black is going to be Claptrap.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. This is actually getting to be a very interesting cast. Yes. Of characters. Um, Jamie. It's funny because um, Tannis is younger than Jamie Lee Curtis. We'll just say that. But at yes. the same time. Jimmy Lee Curtis has that same kind of character as Tannis. Agreed. So I could totally see that working. I mean, age for this doesn't really What's actually kind of interesting to me is you see typically in Hollywood all of the females, especially for action, like they're young, like 18 to young 20s. Um whereas they're getting some older actresses for this movie, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Um I think it's cool that they're not just who's the newest. Young hot female who can't actually act. Um, they're actually getting people who can act for Borderlands of all movies, uh, which is kind of ironic to me. But I mean, this is a Jack Black as Claptrap. That's gonna okay. be awesome. I'm on board. I'm I sold. That's that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I, I I will admit
0: that when when you know, this new start coming out and you if you uh, tuned in to uh, our last show, I'm not I'm still not hundred percent sold with Kevin Hart being Roland. Uh, uh, but yep. put Jack, Jack Black is claptrap. Now, uh, you you got me. You got me. However, Jack Black, uh, as being part of a project with Kevin Hart, that could have some very interesting back and forth, which would be uh, quite humorous. Um, well, I'm
1: hoping that it means that this is just going to be stupidly over the top. It's it got to, to be. be. It's Borderlands. Borderlands. It's got to be. Yeah. If
0: it's if there if it's not, then someone's doing it wrong. Actually. Uh, Eli Roth is doing it wrong. Uh, <sighs> that does
1: not inspire confidence. But I'm po- apparently the writers, I don't remember what they wrote, but i heard a really good thing about the writers who actually wrote the script. So we'll see.
0: Yes, we'll see. Uh, so let's talk about uh, another big name out there. Uh, and unfortunately, this big name has been out there for all the wrong reasons. that, of course, is uh, Cyberpunk 2077's... Co- uh, developer CD Projekt Red, which unfortunately experienced a pretty bad hack recently. Uh, That hack stole Sensitive Company material, as well as source code for Cyberpunk 2077, the source code for The Witcher 3, and the source code code for Gwent, which is their uh, collectible card game, which I've never played. Maybe
1: getting the source code for um, Cyberpunk can help improve the game.
0: Now, the individuals who apparently hacked uh, this into the system stole all this stuff. Uh, ru- the rumor is that they actually gave CD Projekt Red a uh, a ransom letter, which they're like, "No, nah, we ain't doing that." Uh, and so, reportedly, that bundle of source code was sold on a, a black site auction uh, for around seven million dollars. That's the rumor.
1: Damn. Okay, that's actually a lot.
0: What are you are talking about? I I'm I'm, assu- I'm pretty sure that part of that is their graphics engine, which
1: yeah. Ooh. Well, and if you're curious, they're also now giving a Kickstarter for a board game.
0: Okay, so let's 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 jump into this. How do you feel about a, a big name company like uh, CD Projekt Red or let's say like an EA or a Blizzard or whatever going the route of Kickstarter for a, I guess, non-traditional, uh, I don't know, non-traditional, basically, you know, they're all video games. So how do you feel about that company trying to put together a Kickstarter to do like a board game or a card game or a pencil and paper RPG?
1: I... For me, Kickstarters have always been an opportunity for basically an up-and-comer or indie developer who doesn't have that capital to be able to produce something, basically right. on the equity of Kickstarters. That's to me what a, the intent of a Kickstarter is, um, and a big developer like a CD Projekt Recce, um doing this is like defeats the entire purpose of Kickstarter. Um, so I am personally not a fan of it.
0: I, I I am in agreement with you. I it's just really it really rubs me the wrong way. Now, that being said, I think that maybe it's because of my love for this company, but Supergiant Games, I think, could get away with this. Um But um you know, I, I'm with Zelius. This is this Kickstarter to me is a place that allows Creators to maybe do their passion project, uh, or maybe create a name for themselves so they could create uh bigger things. Hell. Uh I was totally for um before it just went all to hell, Brook and Age, uh, which mm. was um I think it was Ron Gilbert and Tim Schaefer. Uh they're very recognizable names, but they decided to do a project on their own and needed, you know, support. Uh, from fans like us. That that I understand. Like, let's say that co- that's different. Yeah, you know, developers from uh CD Projekt Red break off on their own and they want to create their own uh I don't, board game or card game. That's you know roughly kind of like a spiritual successor to The Witcher. I'd I'd go in on that, but because it is still that company, I don't know. I it just it, it's <laughs> in a way it's kind of like uh. DLC? You know, it's. it's...
1: I would say, at least with this, the one, it's a little bit maybe potentially different because the board game's actually being created um, by like a board game company outside of CD Projekt Red Key. Um, I think it's Go On Board is the company, if I remember right. And they're the one actually doing it. And it's licensed by CD Projekt Red Key. So I could kind of see that because it's not technically CD Projekt Red key actually making the board game; it's basically being licensed. But it's still is like
0: ah, uh, it's still weird, uh, you know. I mean, it'd be it's like still, oh, it's totally weird, yeah. It, I, I mean, technically, uh, this is a terrible. Um, well, no, no, I'll do it this way. Um, it'd be like Blizzard doing a Kickstarter for a Diablo uh, uh, pencil of paper RPG. And oh, it's not it's not Blizzard, it's some, you know, pencil and paper RPG studio, but it's got Diablo. Blizzard's oh, I'm not gonna talk about that. Um no, it's just I mean, I understand if you're gonna create something like that, you drum up oh let's see here. Uh Sam Grizzle, the board game Monopoly is made by one company. Um you know, I just, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, I so. But if you think about it, it's in a way. Okay. Here's some maybe a really, I know I'm stretching it here. All right. But maybe a weird way of looking at it is in a way, early release is kind of like a Kickstarter in a way. Because you're basically funding a game. Early access. Early access. Sorry. Yes. Yep. Early access. Because you're kind of funding something. Because most of the time now, video games, at least on... I know we're jumping from board games to video games. But most of the time, video games now on Kickstarter, and you have some kind of demo or something to play. and you have Early to. access. I hope. Will you hope. Um, and, you know, basically your early accesses on, like, Steam, everything seems like it's early access on Steam nowadays. And then eventually, maybe it'll become the final version. Who really knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the... It's almost like, in a way, this type of content is all moving towards its own variation of a Kickstarter without actually being called a Kickstarter. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I, I could kind... Yeah, I could... I don't stretch it. see it, but it, it's a bit of stretch. I know, uh, I know. But, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not going to buy into it.
1: No, I, I mean, I think part of it's also... When do you know of these products, right? Like for us, we've been around Kickstarter since like it first started and people were buying Kickstarter and $50 for a tuna cookbook. Um, Not a tuna
0: cookbook. It was a baked potato book.
1: Sorry. And getting like basically bamboozled. um, It just, you know, products failing left and right. And who knows? It was, it was a really interesting time and the internet in terms of all these different products that you could kick and get your money into and potentially not get anything out of. Um, It was just a different time and it was a different expectation.
0: Let's see here. I'm I'm trying to pull up my Kickstarter account to tell you when the first, when the first one was for me. Um, Let's see here. That would be, when the hell was that? Um. Uh, Let's see here. This was... Crap, come on. Uh, The campaign closed. Where the hell is the campaign info? Damn it. I'll just say sometime in 2013. That'll probably be my guess. And I got dicked over on that one. But I'm not even gonna go to that. Anyways. Um Kickstarter Kickstarter uh creators and supporters have definitely been, evolved since the early days. Uh but still I I just don't know I don't personally I wouldn't personally throw my money behind this. Even though I'm sure with the support of actually to be honest with you, I think at this these guys, the go on board people are probably not gonna be the problem with having a publisher is the publisher can dictate what you can and cannot have in your game. Or we're we're allowing you to use our IP. So you have to follow these rules. So I would be slightly concerned that what they had in mind for the Witcher board game is not gonna be what is actually created because of you know restrictions. Yeah. Or or realigning of goals. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be, I'll, I'll be interested to see, um, if anybody buys it and, and if it's any good, I mean, you know, if, if you guys, if someone out there supports it and ends up being awesome, then give me a heads up and tell me it's awesome. I don't, I still don't think I'd buy it, but I'm not saying that it'll be bad.
1: Well, right now, according to Kickstarter, you have over 10,000 followers of the Witcher project.
0: But how many have... Are you talk Is that the backers or just followers?
1: Just followers. Mm. So it's got followers. I mean, obviously not all of those are going to back it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: the funny thing is, if this had been released before Cyberpunk 2077, there'd be no question of it being a phenomenal oh, absolutely. CD- yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, it's like they released it two months too late, this Kickstarter.
0: Well, it, it almost, to be honest to you, it, it feels like almost a, a move of like, placating the fan base because they're getting sued from like every angle over the fact that they screwed the pooch on Cyberpunk 2077. So yes, we're gonna allow this company to create one of our other beloved IPs in board game fashion because we love you fans. That's what it comes off to, uh, to me. I could see that. Uh, Now, speaking of fans, um, here's something interesting. Uh, there are individuals who uh, lock on to a specific way of doing things, and then they don't like change. Uh, you know, there there is a uh, animation studio out there called Studio Ghibli. It's made more mo- more movies than I can name, but just you know some of the highlights there. You got Princess Mononoke, uh, Spirited Away, Porcaroso, um, and some other ones. But there is a movie coming out called Earwig and the Witch, which has a ton of hardcore Studio Ghibli fans up in arms, ready to get their uh, torches and pitchforks going. And the reason is this is their first completely CG movie. It's always been um, old school standard animation before this point. Now it's all CG. I'm going to be honest with you. I personally do not feel comfortable with the fact that, uh, uh, has, is going to do CG because I feel that like some of the, the depth and awesomeness that was in all the previous movies, I'm not saying that CG makes it like gimmicky or feel cheap, but you got to like knock it out of the park. And with, the way that I have grown accustomed to how Studio Ghibli movie look, movies look, you know, trying to make it, you know, that 3D CG, I just feel like it's not going to connect as well. And the story might be amazing, but I think I'll have, a, it would take me more time to actually really appreciate it than I would if it was just, you know, old school standard animation.
1: So I'm taking a quick look at some of the CG from it Mm -hmm. it definitely looks like they're almost going for a very accentuated cg effect yes like in terms of almost like old school plays where everything was very over the top and enunciated so it could be i'm just obviously projecting here a little bit because i don't actually know anything about it is that i mean they know how to tell a story so it could be that they full well intended for this to be CG with this type of animation to help further tell the story that maybe they felt they could not do a traditional animation.
0: No, the paycheck was humongous and they were like, eh, we could do a CG movie. That could be it too. <laughs> that, that's really what it boils down to. I think Earwig and the Witch, they might actually have an exclusive on HBO Max for that, for like the first. Oh. Whatever. Uh yeah, the if if there's enough zeros on that paycheck, I think they'll bend the rules. Uh, in this crazy ass world we live in, let's see here. Um, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up real quick here. Um, uh, ba-ba-ba.
1: is it really so crazy if it's large paycheck? Just saying, just saying.
0: No, it's not crazy, but it would make a lot more sense. Yes. <laughs> I love this. Um, wow, user review. CGI was terrible. The movie wasn't good. And the characters were terrible. This was just horrible. Oh, well. God awful. Not what Ghibli was. Nice. Um, I don't know. I just, it, it just looks, it doesn't look at, this is going to sound funny, but it doesn't look as crisp as all the other movies, even though some of those movies are from, I don't know, like the 80s. But anyways, um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'll I'll still check it out uh, if someone gives me their, I guess, HBO Max account or whatever. But um, Sam Grizzle says, Sidebar, the first time a movie was digitally made and computer geeks could see, that's what Tom Cruise looks slash sounds like in Zero and Ones. Let's make our own. Why hasn't that happened yet? Too many bits? Wait a minute. First time a movie was digitally made and computer geeks could see, that's what Tom Cruise looks, sounds like in zeros and ones. Let's make our own. Why hasn't that happened yet? Uh, because some people, Tom Cruise is a very polarizing figure now. And some people uh, would like to see the, uh, the Tom Cruise zeros and ones hit with a very powerful electromagnet. <laughs>
1: Hey, you know what? I still enjoy his over-the-top action movies. So, meh. Um,
0: and
1: I'll just ignore his other crazy activities.
0: i make fake actors real, look real. Well, I mean, you're you're we're now seeing like the the holog the hologram. I, I know it's still in its infancy, but you see in these these hologram uh, concerts, where you have. Elvis and, and uh, Michael Jackson performing on a stage, which of course, they're both dead. Uh, well, Elvis oh. isn't, but he just went home. Uh, he's an alien. If you don't get that reference, go watch the movie. And I'm gonna tell you what movie because I'm cooler than you. Um, ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, I foresee a day of fake computer actors. Oh, absolutely. That Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Because, well, let's take one thing into account. Hollywood likes de Monet. And if you can make uh, a movie with digital repre- uh, representations of famous actors, you do not have to pay hazard pay or insurance pay or have to pay for u- utilizing um, huge chunks of um, you know property and sets. It's all computer. The, 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 of course, the, the problem, it's that it takes longer to, you know, render, uh, to edit it, you know, cause there's a lot of zeros and ones. Uh, yeah, that's true, Sam. They never grow old and they never get DUIs that you know of, but I'm sure that there's probably some, uh, fake computer generated AI that is thinking I need to drink and drive. So,
1: Hundreds of years from now, when androids are sentient, can an android get a DUI?
0: What would be considered a DUI by android standards? Because we your sure alcohol won't have any effect on the system.
1: I mean, if they're fully sentient, are we going to create synthetic androids that also then have organs?
0: Oh, God, now we're doing bicentennial, man which is a very dated reference. If you don't know what that is, it's it's a weird movie.
1: I mean, what are we going to make our androids? Are they just going to be fully metal or are we going to try to clone human parts?
0: All right, Terminator. Um, just say. Yeah, I know, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take a quick second to tell you that Alter Confusion, every single year, partakes in something called Extra Life. Extra Life is our way of giving back to um, the amazing people. Uh, Oh my gosh, let me try this again. Extra Life is gamers, what they do best, that's gaming. Uh, What Extra Life aims to do is help sick and injured children at uh, Chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. For all to confusion, it's always been the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. All the funds that are raised through Extra Life uh, go directly to that hospital. It's unrestricted funds. This means that a hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars you raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. Um, the uh, this is our tenth year straight. Uh, so definitely check it out. Uh Zelius asked, what gamepad is that? And I'm gonna go with, I think that's Sega. Isn't it Sega?
1: No, no, the Sega had three buttons, not four.
0: What is that then? I don't know.
1: Hmm, I don't
0: know. Uh, an off-brand PS2? Yeah, it might be an off-brand PS2 controller. I don't know. There you uh, go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know that I did an apology video uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I do want to tell you that I am going to make sure that I right all the wrongs Uh If you want to send a physical gift to Confusion, all you got to do is mail it to 1551 Dunwoody, that's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway. This is a super-duper important thing for both you and me, and that is number, which is the P.O. box number, number 88276. The city is, once again, Dunwoody, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Georgia. Zip code is 30338. I will not let stuff sit in the uh, PO box for months on end. I will check, I will attempt to check it every two weeks um, to try to avoid having to do another apology video for boxes getting lost because the post office has some mandate of a specific amount of time before they will send it back to sender. And if the sender if it was delivered to the post office via UPS, then it gets sent back through UPS, and if it goes back to the warehouse that the product came from, so if you basically if you order something online to send to Confusion, and it's one of those items that I screwed the pooch on, you may not know, so go check.
1: That's crazy, man.
0: And uh, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to tell you that Alter Confusion also has something called Patreon. Patreon is uh, a way to help Alter Confusion uh, su- uh, survive. Uh, and it is very, very important and helpful for you, fans, supporters, to become active participants in the work we love to do. Uh, what this is, is it is a, a monthly donation of either $1 uh, a month, which would be $12 a year or $5 a month, which would be $60 a year. And that helps us, uh, cover fees, uh, once, co- once, and I pray this happens, uh, conventions start coming up. It'll help c- cover convention fees and, uh, hardware upgrades or equipment uh issue uh, trying to resolve equipment issues so if you have the capacity to become a patron of Ultra confusion all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash and be our patron today and also if you are at the five dollar level you get to be added to the friends of the show segment on the thursday night hangouts
1: we have friends
0: indeed all right so we have i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot one more quick story uh, at you, and then uh, we will uh, wrap this up. Uh, and this is just a, a quick uh, uh, thing. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope that um, speaking of conventions, I hope that everyone is still able to experience convention-like atmospheres in 2021. I know that there's a lot of conventions out there that have postponed completely. Uh, but there are two conventions that are scheduled to go uh, this year, and they're both going strictly digital. And that, of course, is BlizzCon 2021 and E3 2021. Um, BlizzCon has a very—I'm uh, going to be honest with you—I, I, I like the fact that there's going to be uh, virtual conventions to go to, but it's—I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. I. I've been doing conventions as a fan table and as a panelist and as media journalist for like 10 years. And the reason why I do, I I'm able to remember to go places is that I'm physically there. I won't remember that BlizzCon 2021 is happening or where, what the, the, the exact panel is. But can you
1: remember every Thursday night? I have faith in you to remember these things, sir.
0: I have a, okay. First of all, it's every Thursday night. I have to come to my computer every Thursday night. I also have reminders on basically seven different calendars. Um, and I actually talk to uh, people about the upcoming show. So it's not-
1: What if I called you every hour and be like, remember, go to your convention, sir?
0: Uh, You wouldn't do that. That's is true. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's,
1: what let's, if Sam called you?
0: That. Sam would be more likely to be like, you know what, I saw a really good uh, Battlefield uh, video that really enhances uh, or, or showcases why you should play the game. And I'll be like, Sam, as I've discussed many, many times, I don't play those type of games. I have nothing against those games. I'm sure they're beautiful, breathtaking, amazing, but it's just not my type of game.
1: It's, like it's a good time to start.
0: No, thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is uh, the uh, the closing part of the. <laughs> there it goes Sam. Battlefield One is the greatest FPS of all time. I there's many people who would think otherwise, um, but if that is your opinion, I believe you that you believe that that is it. They are wrong! Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we have unfortunately reached the end of our show for this week. If you have any topics uh, that you didn't get a chance to drop into the chat or that you want us to talk about next week, all you got to do is hit us up through any of our social media means or, you know, drop in the chat uh, next Thursday. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I Want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius. it's been a pleasure to give you our come our heads, our mouths, and, of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world.
0: Amen to that, brother.